happy Valentine's Day, happy Zwicklemania, and happy birthday, Oregon. It is Beer O'Clock, the show for people who love great beer. Brought to you by the Horse Brass Pub, the heart of Beervana for more than 38 years. I'm Lisa Morrison, the beer goddess, and I'm your loyal barkeep in our virtual pub, where we meet once a week to celebrate beer. You know, we've got a great show lined up today, and I've saved you a seat right here next to me at the bar. So grab yourself a tasty beverage and get ready to talk beer for the next hour. Here's what's on tap. Beer Giver, also known as Carrie Finsan of taplister.com. Beer Giver brings us beer and technology geekery. And this month, Beer Giver is getting back to basics with a bunch of fun new phone apps. And whether they are games or programs that help you organize and such, they all promise to help you enjoy and have more fun with your beer. I don't know if that's possible myself, but we'll see how that goes. Have you ever wanted to start your own brewery? Well, we will be talking with a guy who is just right now in the middle of doing just that. His name is Michael Cora, and he is starting up Montevilla Brew Works in the same named neighborhood in southeast Portland in the shadow of Mount Tabor. And for now, he has a few beers he has brewed at other locations to help make ends meet until the dust settles. We will be talking with Michael Cora of Montevilla Brew Works here in just a little bit to learn more about what it takes to build a brewery. Our beer of the week not only tastes good, it does good. Hailing from Spokane, Washington and River City Brewing, Riverkeeper IPA is being released next week as a way to raise money and awareness to support the water quality throughout the Pacific Northwest. River City Brewmaster Gage Stromberg joins us in our last call segment with details on this new IPA that supports the Spokane Riverkeepers organization. But let's get this party started today with some great bottled brews to be on the lookout for. And here to do just that is Belmont Station's General Manager, Captain Neil Yendo. Hi, Neil. How you doing, Lisa? Good, good, good. Thank you so much. So, um, gosh, I got to say, there's a lot going on today with Zwickelmania, of course, being the um, kind of the big uh, celebration of Oregon breweries and brewers uh, open up their doors and you can do tours and stuff that goes into mm-hmm. on until four. And then, of course, it's Valentine's Day. And there's- yeah. There's, there's also Festival of the Dark Arts happening. Festival of the Dark Arts up in uh, Astoria at Fort George. Uh, and, of course, just being Stout Month in general um, all over uh, Astoria and, and the North Coast. And uh, it's also Oregon's birthday. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So uh, let's get started with some good beers. What do you got for us today? Well, kind of tying in with what we were just talking about with uh, Fort George's uh, Festival of the Dark Arts Uh I've decided to go with uh, some some darker beers. Some dark arts of your own? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, or other not people's. my art, well, well, someone else's art. That you're choosing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off with, we're going to visit our friends down in uh, McMinnville, Golden Valley Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Uh, they released their annual... Uh, Black Panther Imperial Stout. Oh, uh, you know, I really, really have always just loved that beer. I really have <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, in years past, so the one that I'm drinking specifically is just the regular Black Panther. Mm-hmm. In years past, they've always the beer's always been uh, aged in wine barrels. Mm-hmm. So this year, I think last year they started it off, but this year they're doing. Uh, it's just they'd have the regular Imperial Stout, uh-huh. and then they have two other variants. So a bourbon barrel version, which I'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. and then their Pinot, Pinot Noir barrel aged version. Uh, which, of course, makes a lot of sense because they are in Pinot Noir country over there. They are. Yeah. Cool. So, so this the Black Panther Imperial Stout starts out pretty aggressive, very full-bodied, 
nice like roasty malt kind of chocolate and molasses mm. um and that kind of finishes that that kind of bitterness from that kind of dark chocolate kind of carries through to the to the finish and kind of plays off the the hop character with it yeah yeah sounds yummy and that's just the regular one that's just the black panther imperial stout before they do anything else crazy with it yes exactly. <laughs> it sounds like a delicious one and and i know that we both have said in the past that we really like that one so uh, that's definitely one worth trying but you also tried the uh, the bourbon or the the barrel aged one right yes the bur- specifically the bur- bourbon barrel aged yeah okay um and this might actually turn into my favorite uh-oh <laughs> sounds like i'm gonna have to give this one a try too then <laughs> Uh, the the time in the barrel just totally mellows out that real like kind of aggressiveness of like kind of the bitterness and the and the kind of sharpness of the mm-hmm. malt. Wow! Kind of brings out you know it's not the barrel character's not really prominent, but you get that little subtle vanilla and coconut in the aroma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so smooth. So oh smooth, yeah, smooth. sounds yummy. Oh, it's. Delight. Yeah, and so when you, when you say it sounds like it's a lot more on the bourbon side than the barrel, um, you know it, what I mean? It, yeah, it's pretty balanced. I I mean I've had some barrel, bourbon barrel aged beers that are just like, oh my gosh, that's like drinking a shot of whiskey. Yeah, there are but those. This is, this is pretty. I would say yes. I would mm-hmm. it's pretty prominent with its kind of more whiskey character than barrel character. Yeah, at, le- at least like you were saying with some of the vanilla notes and some of that sort of stuff, you don't really get that super woody mm-hmm. th- taste that you get sometimes. Well, it sounds like a, a really good one as well. And then, of course, you said there there's the, um, the Pinot Noir one too, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, three to be on the lookout for. And those are all pretty limited, aren't they? They are pretty limited, yeah. Uh, we've saw, seen a number of cases to them, but it uh, seems like they don't really make a whole lot talking with the with the with their beer guy the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so definitely one to get now. I I would guess that um, this might be something you might want to put in your cellar too, right? I would I I would think so. I've I've aged this beer in the past, and it's done always done really well for me. And they recommend it on their label, so there you go. Give it a shot. Yeah, get one for now and one for later. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have for us, Neil? Uh, well, uh, I actually have uh, Fort George's. Bourbon Barrel Covatica Stout. Ah, yes, as we were talking about before with the um, with the uh, the Festival of the Dark Arts going on right now. Mm-hmm. Nice. They, 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 they know how to make a stout. Yes, they do. That Covatica is quite something. Yeah, I mean, that just their regular one is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and uh, it's one of my favorites for sure. And then throw it into a bourbon barrel and you have all that goodness that comes out of there <laughs> so yeah you know kind of kind of along the same vein as the golden valley but you got a lot more of that wood character off of the uh off in the cabatica stout oh okay so if you're looking for that kind of more of the the oaky woody side that's the one you want to lo- look for that's the one you want to look for nice still having that kind of uh that kind of mild coconut mm-hmm. but definitely more of kind of that woody ashy mm-hmm. like, kind of drying at the end too right yeah definitely and um so this one is uh is it's it's available in is it available in their cans it's available in a really sleek 22 ounce bottle oh okay i was gonna say i didn't remember seeing that in cans so no i think in year i think they've done it a couple in a couple years ago in cans Mm -hmm. i think it was just kind of an experiment that they were doing yeah and now they've uh yeah Wax dip, 22-ounce bottles. Ooh, sounds kind of pretty. It is. Might be a nice little thing to uh, get somebody for Valentine's Day. 
I'll take one. Yeah, me too. If you're looking, if you're looking to give me something, Lisa. Well, I'll keep that in mind, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking with Captain Neil over at Belmont Station, bringing us some good tasting notes on some of the great stuff we should be on the lookout for um, at bottle shops all throughout the area. What else do you have for us today, Neil? Uh, I have a very nice little beer from uh, some some friends that have been with us for, oh, I'd say 10 years now. Wow. Amnesia Brewing 10th Anniversary Barley Wine. Oh, yeah. This is something. Yeah. Oh, I, I, had, a, I had some of that. That is so amazing. Aged in red Zin barrels and bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, I, 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 I don't even know if I can put it into words. <laughs> it's got so much of that that wine character on the nose it's there's so many like levels of 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 flavor there's it's so deep it really the, is you yeah get the bourbon in there you mm-hmm. get the kind of rich caramel malt character there's a little bit of alcohol warmth uh like it's just ooh, everything you'd, you'd want in a barley wine yeah it's super complex i mean you just sit there and sip and sip as as it warms up and you and you keep sipping. There's just more and more flavors that are revealed. It's like peeling an onion or something. Ooh. <laughs> Except it's, a lot, a lot tastier. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. It's not going to make you cry. Yeah. Well, well maybe with joy. <laughs> when, when it's when it, when you're done drinking it. Yeah. There the you go. When it, when the bottle is empty, you will definitely cry. And that one again was the. That was the uh, Amnesia Brewing's tenth uh, anniversary barley wine. And happy anniversary to them. That's a great milestone for them. Well, Neil, as always, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. And we will have more beer clock coming up right after this on the Radio Northwest Network. Hi folks, Chris Nettinger here, owner and brewmaster at Hopworks Urban Brewery. When you pick up a bottle of Hopworks beer or visit one of our brew pubs, you can rest assured that we've made every effort to give you an environmentally thoughtful alternative. Come on into Hopworks Urban Brewery on Southeast Powell and the new Hopworks Bike Bar on North Williams and explore a menu filled with organic vegetables and hormone-free meats. And of course, our world-class organic beer. Our amazing food, service, and beer are some of the best you'll find anywhere. So relax, enjoy, and raise a pint to living with purpose at Hopworks Urban Brewery. In Viking mythology, there was a god named Loki, the bad boy of the spirit world, brewing up havoc wherever he went. In Oregon, we have our own Loki, Fearless Brewing Company's Loki Red Ale, made from the magical waters of the Clackamas River. Named one of the top 10 beers in Portland by Willamette Week in their 2013 Beer Guide, Loki Red promises rich complexity with just the right amount of bitterness. Fearless Loki Red Ale in 16-ounce cans at all of your better retail locations. Fearless, the beer that made Estacada famous. Did you know that Lompoc Beer has been brewing great local beer for more than 15 years? Hi, I'm Lompoc Head Brewer Brian Kilty. Whether you're enjoying a C-Note on the outdoor patio at the Hedge House, a Lompoc Special Draft, and a bowl of our award-winning chowder at the Lompoc Tavern, or a new seasonal at any of our convenient locations, you can drink in the knowledge that each pint of Lompoc beer is made locally and served at its peak. So come on down to one of our Lompoc locations and bring your friends and family. And find out for yourself why we always say Lompoc beer means local beer. It's Beer O'Clock, the hoppiest happy hour of the week, brought to you by the Horse Brass Pub. 
the heart of Birvana for 38 years. I'm Lisa Morrison, and I'm tending bar in our virtual pub, where we meet once a week at this time to talk beer on great radio stations all around the Pacific Northwest. And you can also catch us live streamed at this time on KXL.com anywhere on the planet. Plus, our doors are open 24-7, which means you can join us for a pint any time of the day or night on our podcast. And you can also find those on iTunes and SoundCloud or on KXL.com. There's also a phone app or two for that, so you can join us in our virtual pub anytime, anywhere. Well, who here in our virtual pub hasn't had, at some point or another, thought about starting a craft brewery? I know I have, but I also quickly thought twice. It's a lot of work. And there's also uh, here right now is someone who can tell us just how much work that really is because he's doing it. Michael Cora is opening Montevilla Brew Works in the shadow of Mount Tabor in southeast Portland, and he's here to give us the lowdown. Hi, Michael. Hey, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being with us today. So first things first, where will Montevilla Brew Works be located, and when do you hope to open? Uh, Montevilla Brewworks is going to be located at uh, 78th and Stark mm-hmm. in the beautiful neighborhood of Montevilla in southeast Portland. And uh, we hope to be open later this year, spring, summertime uh, is, our, is our goal right now. Yeah. How long have you guys been working on this? Um, we've been working on this for probably about, uh, oh, it's probably going on about two years now. Um Construction's been happening about four months. Uh, before that, we had um, about four months of permitting uh, issues, I guess, uh, with the yeah. city of Portland, uh, quite a bit of uh, red tape there. And then before that, about four four months of uh, just real hardcore planning and uh, turning this old funky uh, auto garage into a 10-barrel uh, capacity brew house and tap room. Wow. So you plan on having, um, is it going to be a, a tap room where where families can be, or is it going to be 21 plus? Uh, it's going to be 21 plus uh, for the time being until we can work out uh, some sort of food cart situation in our side yard here. Got it. That, uh, that's on the same uh, that's on the same lot. So we'd like to eventually open it up to, to everybody, but uh, for right now it's real production brewery uh uh, conscious, and then uh, you know, just with a, a tasting room, people come in and relax and have a pint and having a have an adult time for for the time being, anyway, until we can get some things ironed out. So. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's always a good thing, too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, so who all is involved with uh, Montevilla Brew Works? Um, well, I'm pretty much the CEO, which around here means chief everything officer. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm the guy that's uh, spearheading the project. Uh, I have a business partner, uh, Adam Stein, who's an old friend of mine, and uh, my wife Melissa is also uh, going to be helping out in the um, tasting room. That she's doing uh, uh, bookkeeping for us and some sales direction and uh, things like that. So it's it's going to be really close to home and uh, literally, and uh, <laughs> kind of close, you know, to the best for now. You know, until we can. Uh, some more people online to, to help out in the uh, brewery and then, uh, you know, bartending and, and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, really, honestly, you guys are going to be one of the only breweries in that area. So I have a feeling you might be pretty popular. Yeah, what we're really happy about is that we're drawing all of the, uh, um, the you know, or at least drawing brewing uh, in Portland more eastward, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, 
you know, I think our closest neighbors are like, you know, Migration uh, mm-hmm. down there in Gleason and some of the guys up on Sandy and, and whatnot. So it's uh, it's nice that we're kind of pulling things um, eastward into this, you know, really great area that has, uh, you know, a lot of uh, working people that like to drink really good beer. Yeah, you got to love that part. They're probably going to be super happy to have you around, too. So when did you actually start really seriously thinking about starting a brewery? Did you start as a home brewer or...? I did start home brewing uh, years and years ago, and um, got a lot more serious when I relocated from uh, southeastern Michigan to Portland here about uh, nine years ago. And uh, pretty much the, the goal was, um, uh, you know, when I got here was to get into the brewing industry, and it took a little while, and uh, you know, some bumps along the way, and um, you know, just a lot of hard work and, and networking with people, and uh, you know, got to got to where I'm at here. So I'm really excited to be actually following through with a five-year plan that, you know, my wife and I set up a while back. So well, that's always, coming together. Yeah. That, yeah. That's always a good thing for sure. And um, so when you guys open, um, are you thinking about what, what beers do you hope to have on tap around that time? Well, we're really jazzed to be doing or have, have the capability to do loggers. And mm. um, I've had a penchant for making loggers ever since I started home brewing. So um, we're going to be doing some specialty, like seasonal lagers, um, and then strong ales, and just kind of everything in between. And, and it's not to, um, you know, not to be too uh, ambiguous about it, but it's just, uh, I think we're going to have a, a, a good amount of experimentation when we start up mm-hmm. and kind of figure out, you know, what people are into around here. And, you know, we'll brew what we like, of course, but, <laughs> um, you know, there's there's such a, a big community of people here that like beer and they're diverse about it that we'd like to have something for everybody. So yeah. I think between, you know, some of the special, um, you know, red ales and, and uh, IPAs that I've made over the years and then just some really nice lagers to balance it out in some of the warmer uh, months and then, you know, stronger ales. I think um, we're kind of following the rhythm of nature, you know, and mm-hmm. just kinda, I think we're going to do – you know what uh, what the seasons kind of dictate in a way too so that yeah makes sense. yeah no that that always makes a lot of sense and um tell us a little bit about how uh, how you might be able to um uh let people know where to find you how to catch up with what's going on make sure that we get news of when you guys actually do finally open those doors that sort of stuff do you have some social media stuff going on on a web page anything like that sure yeah we've got nearly 700 followers on Facebook since we opened that up wow. um, about a year ago. And that's been pretty much our main focus of um, activity as far as, uh, you know, updating that like a blog and letting people know what the construction details and showing pictures. And that's, um, that's done a lot for us. We haven't really promoted a whole lot. Um, we've got a big ad up at the Academy Theater on Stark, which is, which is great. And that's helped us out a lot but really uh, a lot of people have just been really talking mm-hmm. and um, it seems like the word's just kind of getting back yeah. over Mount Tabor towards you know the east uh, downtown and word of mouth is, uh, is king yes it is well Michael Cora thanks so much and good luck and we'll thanks have so much. and we'll have more beer clock right after this on the Radio Northwest Network
There aren't too many pubs that are true legends, but the Horse Brass Pub in the Beer Cultural Center of Portland is one of those places. You know, the Horse Brass Pub has been at the forefront of the good beer movement for more than 37 years. Even before there were really craft brewers in Oregon, the Horse Brass was already tapped into the newest imports and combing the globe for great beer. That pioneering spirit is still going strong at the Brass. Consistently listed among the top tap houses in the world, the Horse Brass is a beer mecca but still has the heart of a neighborhood pub. Find out for yourself. With more than 50 beers on tap and even more in the bottle, a great food menu, knowledgeable servers, and old-world charm, it's easy to see why people from near and far come to this legendary place to drink in everything that the Horse Brass Pub has to offer. It's not every day you run into a true legend, but you can anytime you want at the Horse Brass Pub. At 4534 Southeast Belmont Street, right in the heart of Birvana. It's Beer O'Clock, the show for people who love great beer. Brought to you by the Horse Brass Pub, the heart of Birvana for 38 years. I'm Lisa Morrison, the beer goddess, and I'm your loyal barkeep this and every week here in our virtual pub. You know, we have been meeting here for six years now, and while we are closing our doors in our virtual pub for good at the end of the month, I still want to make sure we give our loyal sponsors a big shout out. Hopworks Urban Brewery, F.H. Steinbart's Homebrew Supply, Belmont Station Bottle Shop and Beer Cafe, The Horse Brass Pub, and Lompoc Beer. Please give these folks your business and thank them for giving craft beer a voice over all these years. Well, and speaking of closing the doors, this is our last chance to hear from Beer Guyver, at least here on the radio show. Gary Finsand of Taplister.com has been bringing us beer and technology geekery for most of our six years on the air. Hey, Beer Guyver. Hey, I had to come into the studio for this, this I know. last time. I know. This is pretty important stuff, huh? It's uh, It's been a long run. It's been a good run, and I'm glad that you've been a part of it all this time. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's uh, I, I can't believe how long we've been doing this for. Just It seems <laughs> two, three, four years tops. I, I mean, know. it doesn't seem like nearly six years for me doing this, so it's... Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little a little a little strange, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed, but I think you know. I think all things all good things must come to an end, so uh, it'll be sure. good to do that. And uh, but you're you brought us some fun stuff this time for our final time together. Well, Lisa, I always bring you fun stuff. So this come on true. now. This is true. Come I, on. I guess I guess I'm really kind of you're kind of going back to what we started out with yes. is what's fun. Yes. Yeah. You know there there's a lot of apps out there, everything, and and over the last number of years, there's also also strange games and technology. So we've talked about everything. So <laughs> for this this uh, this tribute farewell, archiver, <laughs> we are going back to the basics of talking about apps. Mm-hmm. And selfishly, since both you and I are iPhone and uh, iPad people, yes, indeed, um, we are going to be talking about iPhone and iPad apps. Sorry, Android and other users, Sorry, guys. other types of software. Um, but this is what we were talking about today. So, mm-hmm. And I think that's go. actually what we started out with, although these many years ago. So it kind of works out that way. Sure, it's sure. nice and full circle. <laughs> What's our first one? Well, the first game, the first one is actually a, uh, an iPhone game that works for iPhone and iPad. It's 99 cents. It's called Beer Dude. <laughs> the Beer Dude. I love it. Okay. Um, so I was on my iPad looking through different games, and it just <laughs> it looks very strange. And it's 99 cents. At some point, I'm probably going to buy it just because it, it looks... I pretty entertaining. I think it's kind of cute, actually. It's pretty cute. So imagine kind of old school, kind of uh, 8-bit like Mario graphics from like the 80s. Yep, that's and, what it looks um, like to me. And you're the beer dude, and you're basically trying to 
Um, get away from the man. Oh, yes. Not try to stick it to the man. Just get away from the get man. Get away from the man. <laughs> so the the purpose of this game is for you to is to to, to drink beer and 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 uh, um, and get away from. Yeah, it says on here the man, which looks like a police officer. Um, also, get away from uh, a bouncing. <laughs> bouncing ball or something? I don't quite. <laughs> okay, there you go. Those are scary. You gotta be careful. Uh, and those then the balls. funniest thing of all, it says, and just when you think you're safe, here comes the hipster and Kimmy, your ex girlfriend. Oh Ooh. no! I, I'm not making this up. So it's just kind of funny. So basically, you're you're trying to run away from hipsters, your ex girlfriend, the man. And uh, have a few be- good beers along the way. And enjoy so. some beer. You know, nobody's letting you do this. Is apparently is what's going on. So yeah, sounds like fun. And you know, for ninety nine cents, it's worth trying out, right? Why not? Yeah, I like it. That one's again called the Beer Dude. <laughs> yes, I love it. Sounds good. And uh, what do you have next for us? The next one actually seems a lot more involved. Uh, yeah. So we're going from you know a game you can have a few beers in you or lots of beers in you and you can, you can handle it to. A game where you probably want to have some nice classical music in the background as you really start <laughs> thinking and, and getting educated. Because this next game is actually uh, was originally created by MIT. Wow. Okay. So some brains are behind this one for sure. It is the A.T. Kearney Beer Distribution Game. Wow. Okay. This rolls off the tongue. Doesn't it? Yeah. I, I'm not really sure I know who A.T. Kearney is, but hey, you know, so apparently it, it looks pretty involved. It is it's a supply. It's a basically a game of a. It's the classic supply chain game. Ori- mm-hmm. Game originally developed by MIT in the in the 1960s. Wow! And now you can use it on your iPad, and um, it's uh, currently a, a free app. And you can be different roles in the distribution tier, from the brewer, the someone who's bottling on the bottling line, to the wholesaler, to the retailer. And uh, I'm actually going to download this one for sure, just to kind of check it out and and kind of get. A different perspective. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Well, I, I've got to say that, you know, f- from someone who has worn many hats in the beer world, this one is intriguing to me mm-hmm. because I don't I don't think until I actually got into the whole distribution thing. I mean, I understood the three tier system sure. and all that. But until I started working with it on a, on a daily basis, basically, I had no idea like what all was involved. So this is an interesting one, I think, for people who are really um, wanting to kind of like learn what this whole side of things is, um, this might be a good one to to uh, check out for sure. And uh, it looks like it also says that there's a single and multiplayer action. So we could assume different roles and play this together. Yeah. You know, That'd be let's, kind of let's, fun. Uh, you know, let's go to Belmont Station and just <laughs> grab a bunch of beers and and see how well we do after a couple hours. Yeah, and it sounds like there's even a dedicated teacher's mode that allows instructors to teach their students various supply chain effects during their courses. Maybe this is a team building thing for you at Belmont Station. This very well could be, definitely. And I did find out just looking through some of the notes that you provided me that AT AT Kearney is a global team of forward-thinking collaborative partners that delivers immediate, meaningful results and long-term transformative advantage to clients. So there you go. And they've been the trusted advisors since 1926, apparently, on here to wow. CEOs. So I, I'm just hoping, wanted to get that out there to you. Yeah, exactly. So that might be something to really like kind of check out. And you said it's free, huh? It is. Yeah, that sounds like a fun one. Definitely. I like that one. And we're actually talking with Beer Guyver, Carrie Finsand of daplister.com, who is bringing us his beer and technology geekery. Um, this time we're looking at uh, iPhone and iPad phone apps that are beer related. This next one, I have to say, I find really, really interesting. I think I'm going to have to download this one for sure.
I agree. This is one I'm, I'm going to get as well. It's the uh, the beer judge uh, mm-hmm. application, and um, it shows the, uh, the the color spectrum of, of beer. And so when you're, even if you're not even a beer, I mean, if you're a beer judge, this is really helpful. Or you just right. want to geek out and kind of get the different SMRM color mm-hmm. beer codes and stuff like that and kind of get an idea of how dark a certain beer is or how light it is. Um, this and will... so for people who aren't familiar with that, that basically is a color chart that um, helps you as a beer judge determine whether the, I mean, believe it or not, when beer is judged, it actually is judged not only by its flavor, but also by what it looks like, its appearance. And so um, a beer could really, really taste fantastic, but um, it will get knocked off if the color is not within the, the um, you know, the, the shades that it's supposed to be, the, the color um, realm that it's supposed to be. So you can actually, like, use this little gauge and put it up next to the beer that you're judging and go, oh, looky there, it's, it's, it's within that color spectrum, or, oh, no, it's a little too dark for that, that style or something like that, which is pretty cool. And I, I have a, I have a, a, a physical flavor Yeah, I do too, exactly. Um, which I don't even know where it is, to tell you the truth, but uh, <laughs> if it's on your phone, it's a little easier. So this is yeah. kind of a fun idea, and especially for uh, people out there that are, are judging or or um, a lot of people are very opinionated with craft beer, so maybe you want to do your own <laughs> opinionated judging on Untapped or something. Yeah, well, or the other thing you could do is, you, you know, I'm sure it's a great bet settler too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but it looks like a good one. And um, this one's, again, called Beer Judge, and you said it's a do- it's a dollar ninety nine. Yep. Um, but it looks like that it really has a lot of really cool, it also has a list of common off flavors. So when you're sitting there going, what is that I'm tasting in that beer? That might be very helpful as well. So very, very helpful. Lots of good stuff. What's next? Okay. I'm going to go through the next ones kind of quickly. I have mm-hmm. two more. Uh, the next one is a free app. It's, uh, the Brewers Association style guidelines. Mm-hmm. I actually have um, this one already. It's a oh, great one. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So, um, it just gives you the reference about the different styles that are out there and explains what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a health, healthy, uh, helpful app to have out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the, the the last one we have is the Mega Pub Quiz. <laughs> uh, it's two ninety nine for iPhone and iPad. And this is just a fun one when you're, when you're at the, the pub with friends and just to have all types of different history from, you know, sports to pop culture and you name it. Um, this is an app that will just kind of make your, your drinking experience even more fun. Well, or if you're sitting around waiting for your friend to... Um, to show up and uh, have a beer with you and they haven't quite showed up yet, you can uh, do a little trivia, test yourself a little bit, maybe learn a thing or two. Why not? That's... And I, I just want to say I've enjoyed all the beer and tech geekery I've been explaining to you guys for years and we'll continue on and hopefully somewhere else. I'm working on some other projects. Yeah, and, you've got uh, something coming up. We'll, uh, as we get things going out there, we'll let the, the world know. So <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun and everything and uh, I'm glad that it was part of the show and thanks for everything yeah well thank you Carrie thank you Beer Guyver for uh, being a, a such a big part of uh, Beer Clock Radio for the past uh, six years which is still amazing to me and uh, I know our paths will cross down the road so cheers to you cheers and uh, coming up our beer of the week not only promises to taste good but also does good plus our calendar of events is literally filled with um, really really fun things to do and sip it is Beer Clock on the Radio Northwest Network
1,300 beers. That got your attention, eh? Well, that's how many different beers are available daily at Belmont Station. Not to mention 150 ciders and 75 meats. And with all the seasonals and limited editions, that huge selection changes weekly. Yet as impressive as those numbers are, it's quality, not quantity, that sets Belmont Station apart. We carefully rotate and store every bottle that comes our way, so you know you're getting the best that's available. Plus, our knowledgeable and passionate team members love helping you find something special. Whether you're looking for beers from a particular country, choosing gifts, or just finding out what's new and exciting. 1,300 beers. Yeah, that's impressive. But at Belmont Station, there's one number that really does matter to us. 17 years. That's how long Belmont Station has been Portland's source for better beer, cider, and mead. Visit Belmont Station. Have a pint in our cozy beer cafe. Sip your way into our shop and pick out bottles, cans, and growlers to go. Belmont Station. 45th and Stark in Southeast Portland. It's Beer O'Clock, the show for people who love great beer. Brought to you by the Horsebrass Pub heart of Birvana for 38 years. I'm Lisa Morrison, the beer goddess. You know, you can raise a pint here, eat with us each week on great radio stations like this one. Thanks to the Radio Northwest Network, we are heard all across the Pacific Northwest on our mothership, FM News 101 KXL in Portland and KTIL 1590 AM in Tillamook and KYRS 92.3 and 88.1 FM in Spokane. Well, it's last call, and that means it's time for our beer of the week. And this week, we are traveling to the home of KYRS Radio, Spokane, Washington, to learn more about a beer that not only tastes good, it does good. Here to tell us more is River City Brewing's Gage Stromberg. Hi, Gage. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So this beer is called Riverkeeper IPA. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Uh, we've got, as you've, as you've said, we've got kind of two parts of the beer. We've mm-hmm. got the uh, taste good and the do good part of the beer. <laughs> Let's talk about the do good and then we'll talk about the taste good. How's that? Excellent. So the Spokane Riverkeeper is an organization uh, that takes care of, in some fashion, the 111 miles that make up the Spokane River and its tributaries. Mm-hmm. And the Spokane Riverkeeper is part of the Waterkeeper Alliance. So there are riverkeepers and and baykeepers and soundkeepers across the United States uh, that have a focus on a particular piece of water. And they do all kinds of stuff. They do they speak in dozens of schools every year. They put on public uh, events and community discussions about river issues. Uh, they're at the table anytime people are talking about water quality, water flow, uh, fishing, uh, you know, anything going on in the rivers, recreation in the rivers. Uh, occasionally they get involved in litigation. Uh, the Clean Water Act gives uh, citizens the right to, to have a say in, in the waterways. Uh, but mostly they're, they're, uh, their motto is that they're promoting uh, uh, fishable, swimmable waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the Spokane River runs right through the middle of downtown and is a big part of our identity here. Our name, River City, uh, we, we know we share that with some other uh, prominent uh, cities, uh, including Portland, but uh, River City Brewing was named after the river here. And uh, so it was kind of a natural for us to team up with the Riverkeeper and the work they do. Nice. And so um, is it sales from the Riverkeeper IPA go to support uh, the Spokane Riverkeepers? Or? Yes, we make a donation. Um, from every basically every batch we make, every keg that goes out the door, we make a donation back to the Riverkeeper. 
uh, as well as uh, we have teamed up with uh, Numerica Credit Union uh, to uh, put together a website, which is at riverkeeperipa.org. Uh, and we also hold events uh, around both beer and the Riverkeeper. So it's awareness raising, fundraising. Uh, you can donate through the website, uh, and then proceeds uh, from, from the beer go back to them as well. Well, and of course, uh, you can't make good beer without good water, so that's, uh, I'm sure, a part of it as well. Tell us a little Absolutely. bit about the beer real quick. So the beer, we come out with a new beer every year. Uh, we've done an IPA the last couple of years, and, and this year... Um, Again, it's uh, it's the we're calling it the Riverkeeper IPA, and uh, we've we've kind of upped the the hop character quite a bit this year. Um, so the hopheads should be happy with this one. Uh, last year's Riverkeeper IPA was uh, a little a little uh, mellower hop, a little bit of malt, uh, and uh, was a real tasty. But uh, this year we decided to to go straight at uh, kind of a Northwest uh, IPA. So we've got. Uh, a little more than 50 pounds of hops into each uh, batch, 25-barrel uh, uh, system, and uh, we've used uh, Millennium and Warrior hops uh, on the front end, and uh, Chinook, Palisade, Cascade, Centennial, Citra, and Eldorado hops. Wow! <laughs> um, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it, this is a this is a big hop uh, beer, and uh, we. Uh, we used a different yeast in it. We've used, um, you know, just uh, really a, a new recipe for us in terms of what we were doing with IPAs, and uh, the brewery's been really enjoying it. Sounds fantastic. Always good to have a good beer for a good cause. Gage Stromberg of River City Brewing with Riverkeeper IPA, our beer of the week. Festivals, tastings, and other celebrations. It's time to find out what's on tap. Sponsored by F.H. Steinbart Company, where if you can drink it, you can make it. And speaking of doing good things with good beer, on Tuesday, February 17th through Thursday, February 19th, Higgins is hosting a fundraising dinner for the James Beard Public Market called the Midwinter Brewers Dinner. This is going to be five courses with Higgins dishes and beers by the Commons, Barley Browns, Crux, Boneyard, and Freem Brewing. The cost is $100 per person, beverages and gratuity included. You need to make sure and contact the the, uh, restaurant at Higgins to uh, make reservations for that. Now, on Thursday, February 19th, from 5 to 7 p.m., it's the Crux Free Cake Oregon release party at Belmont Station, and that is going to be happening. Um, It'll be a lot of fun. It's the one release for that. Well, it's closing time, folks. Please join us in our virtual pub again next week, and uh, I leave you this time with a quote from actor Richard Burton. I have to think hard to name an interesting man who does not drink. That's it for Beer Clock this week. I'm Lisa Morrison reminding you that life is short, so drink the good stuff first. And until next time, cheers, everybody. Cheers.